You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now present the Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. everyone and welcome to the Health Hub. I'm Kathy Biasse and along with our producer Alex Diaz, thank you for joining us this morning. It's a beautiful day in Toronto, Alex. It's three in a row. Yes, it is. We're very fortunate right now. Seems to be. It seems to be. But it's been it's hot now. Summer's finally here. But as soon as we hit August, it's like we're on the back end of summer. I know. I know. We've got to make the best of it for sure. Yeah. And with all the bad weather, I feel like we really have to cram in a whole summer's worth summer's in the next month. In the next month, exactly, exactly. I, I yeah. just got back from holidays, and that was, um, we just went up north for a little bit, took my father-in-law touring around up there, but I think we had rain mm-hmm. every day except maybe two. Yeah, that's that's a bit unfortunate, but at least you were there with family, so that's nice. Yeah, it was I lovely. It's a change a change of pace is actually Yeah, nice. I think I think especially living in Toronto, we tend to be busy bodies, right? And we don't take time for ourselves because there's always something to do especially when we're at work so it's true and up north um, we don't have internet our internet is really shoddy Mm -hmm. and by about day three i was phoning the local companies trying to figure out how to get some (laughs) consistent internet service up in our area because i just felt like i was um i I felt like i was missing an arm up there it was it's really strange i think i needed an extra while to unplug just just curious then i was thinking the, the fact that you you didn't have internet, did that help you switch off kind of thing? Or was that more in your mind as to, in terms of, you know... Well, this time I think it was it was frustrating for me because I did go up there knowing I had to get a few things accomplished. Oh, okay, yeah. And it was, we have to walk around. It's kind of a joke at our place. We have to walk around with our arms straight in the air with our cell phone to try and hit the key spots that we can get hit, some hit data. data. Yeah, yeah, hit the signal. And then, and then wherever that signal is, where that lands, you drop and yep. you hook up, you know, your, your hotspot to the computer. And that's, I was walking around the house, so... My fault, I guess, for trying to to get things accomplished up there. It's just that downtime was I, I, I neglect some things in my in my business website number one. So I thought I, maybe I can try and get a few things accomplished. So by about the third or fourth day, I was trying to figure out how to get better internet service. So mm-hmm. yeah, not the holiday that uh, you know that I probably should have done, but it was it was great though. It was it was really great and. Uh, this week we are expecting six people in from Italy. In fact, tonight, tonight my son comes home from, where is he? Punta Cana. He comes home from Punta Cana at five, and then we have six in-laws at seven o'clock coming into Wonderful. Pearson. Yeah, so we're doing that. It's, it's, nice, it's always nice to pick up the family. On, it's, it's something about just dropping them off that doesn't sit with me very well, but I enjoy going there to arrivals to pick them up for sure. I agree. We actually, when my son left for Mexico, my friend took him and dropped him off and I kind of felt guilty because we were away and mm-hmm. but no I'll be there to to pick him up and yeah I missed him it's only been a week but I did miss him yeah so we are live today last week we had a show um with the the three millennials and we got some great feedback on that it's definitely something I want to do again that roundtable format is awesome and yeah, it, it was, gives it was very fun it was fun and uh really gave me a chance to sit back and learn so great great feedback um, on that show. I was really happy with it. So it's definitely when we get the right topic, something that we're going to do again. So this week we are live and we are going to be doing a show on probiotics. Sorry, we've lost a call. I think someone called in. We will be trying to, to call you back, but, um, we will get on that. So this week we're doing a show on probiotics and we have a very, very well-known person who, who knows all about this, Caroline Farquhar. And she is coming to join us and explain 
about probiotics. It's it's kind of a convoluted area. It's something that I think all of us know that we is important in our daily plan. However, I think we are a little bit confused maybe as to what what they actually are. So like many people, Caroline's poor health brought her into alternative healthcare field. She was constantly sick and tired, and she realized that we have to take personal responsibility for our own well-being to achieve long-term good health. And with this in mind, she went back to school to become a registered holistic nutritionist, and she's not looked back since. Uh, knowing that knowledge is key to better health. For over a decade, Caroline has spread the message across Canada, specializing in digestive care and cleansing. Caroline has been lecturing and educating the public on how to achieve better health naturally through seminars, TV and radio appearances, educational programs and articles she has authored. In addition to being a registered holistic nutritionist, Caroline is also an energy medicine practitioner and holds a degree in psychology. So someone very, very knowledgeable in the field. Um, I encourage you to call in if you have any questions. Like I said, I know that a lot of people are familiar with the word, not quite sure what it means and, and, and what this aspect of health means to our overall well-being. So our number, if you'd like to call in, is 416 416- Two four five fifteen thirty four. You can also tweet at us at Radio Maria Can or at Twitter underscore Biase as my personal one. We also have um, a new Instagram site, so we're trying to promote. It's at uh, it's Instagram, so it's at the Health Hub RMC. So please follow us. We post uh, some interesting things outside of show material. And we also have a Facebook page. Lots of ways to get a hold of us. And when we get back from our break, we will talk to Caroline Farquhar. We'll be back in a minute. Word of life, speak to my weary heart, strengthen my broken parts. Lead me to your open arms Word of truth Illuminate all these lies The enemy speaks inside And freedom I will rise Cause you call me out
You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now continue with the program, The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. We are here with Caroline Farquhar. I'm going to introduce you to her in just a second. Again, we are live. Please call in with any questions. She's extremely knowledgeable in so many different areas. 416-245-1534. Good morning, Caroline. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. That's great. You got just got back from holidays. We were talking about her a weekend away. Yes, I had a beautiful weekend away. The weather was gorgeous. It cooperated perfectly. Oh, that's so nice. I th- we had um, my daughter-in-law to be her shower on Sunday. And with all the rain we've had, I've been so anxious about that. It was outside and it turned out perfectly too. Oh, great. It was nice. So down deep and dirty with probiotics. I was just talking to Alex before the show and he was saying, I know probiotics are in some foods, but that's pretty much all I know, right, Alex? Is that what you're, that's what you're saying? Pretty much, yeah. Pretty so much. I'm really, really much looking forward to this program to yeah. learn, learn a lot of information. Uh, Caroline's the right person. So, Caroline, maybe where we should start is maybe you could explain to us what probiotics are. Well, the term probiotic actually means for life. Pro is for and life is biotic. So it's their beneficial bacteria that our body needs. And there's hundreds of different bacteria that live in the digestive tract mostly. Um, and so they protect us. They're normal, normal inhabitants of both the large and the small intestines. So they're normal. They're good. A lot of people hear bacteria and get freaked out. But the ironic thing is we have 10 times more bacteria in our bodies than we have human cells. Yeah, that... And- that, that alone, that, that number just, I think it's hard for people to get their heads around. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it is. Now, why, are, why is the subject of probiotics such a hot topic these days? Um, I think it's because we're realizing the fact that we are more bacteria than we are human cells. So there was a, a human microbiome project that was done in, in 2008, and it spanned for quite a period of time. And they started realizing that, you know, how we associate with this bacteria and that there's 10 times more bacteria than human cells, but that's a total of about a thousand more genes that are present in the human genome. So these are things that we weren't aware of. So we're starting to realize, okay, this is what's happening. And now what? Now there's all this great new research into how do we work with this bacteria? How do they benefit us? Because they are a big benefit to us. Um, And so we see it in new products and food. We're seeing it in skin products. We're seeing it in so many places. And it's because it's still brand new to us. It's like space. When you look up in the sky and you're like, wow, there's so many stars up there. Think about that amount of organisms in your body and how they're going to be able to help us in the long term. So it's, it's sort of an interplay. It, you, we're almost talking about it like it's this separate entity that's with inside us uh, operating on its own sort of own sort of genetic makeup, uh, but it's an interplay with, with our own, is that the right, right terminology is sort of an interplay with our own selves. Exactly. I would think that's exactly the perfect term. And, you know, what affects this microbiome that lives within us, you know, there's, there's food and there's stress and there's medication. There's all these things that are affecting this bacteria and the bacteria really, um, they're kind of like soldiers. You know, a lot of these bacteria will protect us. They will fight against the bad bacteria that we might ingest or viruses and all of these things. So, you know, making sure we have enough of the good stuff and we balance out the bad stuff is really, really important. Is the the good, maybe you could explain to us how we get this, this gen or this genetic makeup of microbiome within our, is it something that we're born with or do we get it from everyday living? How do we get that? My understanding is it's like a fingerprint. Each of us is different. Yeah. Everybody's different. Now here's the interesting thing is that, When a fetus is in the mother, there is no bacteria present whatsoever. And when a baby is born, their very first dose of of this bacteria is through the vaginal canal. So through the birth canal, that's when the baby gets that first dose. Then the baby starts breastfeeding and they get the dose of bacteria through the breast milk as well. And the mother's immune system 
and the, the bacteria that's present in the breast milk is what's protecting the baby for the first couple of months of their life. And then what happens is the baby starts to build their own uh, microbial footprint, we'll call it. And that's pretty much set by the age of two. Interesting. And can that change? Like, is that something that we just, so you're going to be feeding your, your own sort of residential bacteria? Exactly. It's what you're going to carry throughout life, but it can change Again, a variety of factors. Number one probably is is diet. When you you know have too much sugar in your diet, uh, when you have a lot of stress, all these things can actually kill off this good bacteria, which allows any bad bacteria to start thriving. Because of course they like those conditions where they can uh, they can thrive in an acidic environment. And you know if there's too much sugar in the blood, all these things can of course, set up that environment for the good bacteria to, or sorry, bad bacteria to take over. And that's when you start, you know, seeing other problems, other health issues. Can we take a step back? You mentioned that um, the first imprint is coming through the vaginal canal. And if somebody has a C-section, what is, what, how is there, how is the baby's makeup changed or adapted from a C-section? Um, they're not going to have as as many bacteria. The population is probably not going to be as varied. So the more different types of bacteria you have, the better. Okay. Um, so it, these, I, I was one of those kids that wasn't breastfed. And so um, I was one of the kids that was getting the ear infections, the throat infections, the sinus infections. I was a sick kid often. And so um, I wonder, now that I know all this information, I wonder if life wouldn't have been a little more different if I had, you know, been breastfed or if I hadn't been given antibiotics when I was so young or so many rounds of antibiotics because antibiotics is the opposite of probiotics. So antibiotics will actually kill bacteria, but not just the bad bacteria, it will kill off your good bacteria as well. So that will set you even further behind. So one of the best things you can do and one of the, I suppose, easy things to do is to take a probiotic supplement to help increase your good bacteria again. And there are formulas that infants can take from birth. To increase their population of of good bacteria. Mm -hmm. Now, that's an interesting piece of information because... You know, if, if we just left it hanging there that where, you know, the, the, the newborn is, is nourished and the bacteria is downloaded through the vaginal canal, that could leave some moms like myself who had a C-section feeling kind of guilty. But getting yeah. that piece of information out and letting people understand that, you know, if this is the this is the way that, you know, mine was a, an emergency C-section, that all is not lost. I mean, that's a that's. That's something that moms should be ahead of time so that they can prepare and, and in, in case of a situation such as that. And I think I was actually talking to a nurse practitioner this past weekend, and he was saying that when that happens and there's a C-section, especially an emergency C-section, what he does is he'll take the bacteria from mom and actually put it in the baby's mouth because that's how the baby would normally get it. And so he will actually physically do that. So he, he's aware of that connection. He knows that, okay, this is crucial for this baby to get this bacteria within the first couple of breaths. Well, so that's amazing. Right away. So that was really, so if, if, you, if you are getting a plan C-section for whatever reason, make sure you have this discussion with your practitioner. That's a very good piece of information to, to know. Uh, you know, my mm-hmm. daughter was in Punta Cana. Maybe you can speak to this a little bit. My daughter was in Punta Cana two years ago now, and she got a bacterial infection. She was hospitalized. I, I had to go down uh, to get her. But when she was discharged, she, they gave us the medications that she was on, and she was given quite a high dose of antibiotics. But concurrently, she was also given probiotics. And yeah. at the time, I thought, that's, that's quite forward thinking because I know at uh, two years ago, maybe doctors have changed a little bit. At uh, Two years ago, this wasn't even in a plan when you were given an antibiotic. Mm-hmm. Well, the way that I think about it is that as you're pulling the bad weeds with the antibiotics, you want to be planting the good seeds with the probiotics. So you don't take it at the exact same moment, but you take it about three hours away from each other. So as you're taking the antibiotics, three hours later, take your probiotics. Okay, so that's important because would the probiotic interfere with the antibiotic? 
Well, they can cancel each other out if you took them right next to each other. But if you take it away from each other, it's going to allow the good bacteria to start to proliferate and start to crowd out that bad bacteria. Because what probiotics do is they will actually stimulate and support the immune system. So it helps your body recognize and defeat these harmful bacteria and the pathogens that we could end up, you know, um, ingesting in some way, shape or form. So when a virus, let's say, comes into the body, what the probiotics do is while the virus is still in the intestinal tract, the good bacteria will surround it and neutralize it. If it gets past that stage, it goes to level two, and that's when the bacteria will actually form a barrier along your intestinal lining to prevent it from going into the bloodstream. If for some reason it gets past that level, it goes to stage three, and that's when the friendly bacteria will actually communicate with each other and with your body to produce substances that neutralize the virus before it causes any further damage. So understanding that they are, I always refer to them as soldiers. They're Mm -hmm. like the soldiers standing guard for you. So when you're taking these antibiotics to kill off the bad bacteria, get these little soldiers in there to keep fighting as well. So is the idea, Caroline, to get rid of all of our bad bacteria? Is that the goal? You know what? There needs to be a balance. And um, as with anything in life, there needs to be good and bad, and it needs to be in a balance. So there is bad bacteria in your body, and there's neutral bacteria. You want more neutral and good bacteria than bad bacteria. Okay. So I, don't, I think that if we eradicated all of our bad bacteria, that would throw us, throw us off balance in a completely different way. So we want a balance. Yeah, exactly. As with everything in life, we want a nice balance. Exactly. So then can you explain to me the process and to the listeners too of what a probiotic actually does? So is that creating the bacteria in our system? It's going to stay there forever. So we we only need to take a certain amount of probiotic. Uh, Is that in a perfect world? That would be great. But (laughs) in this day and age with our diet, our stress, medications, there's lots of things that throw off the balance. And the thing with Things like antibiotics, they will kill off the good and bad bacteria, and some of that good bacteria may come back within weeks, months, years. Some may never come back, depending on the antibiotic, how long you've been on it, those types of things. So it is important to supplement every day. I think of it like a a multivitamin for your gut. You take a multivitamin every day to fill any gaps that you might have in your diet. Same type of thing with a probiotic. So There's resident strains which will reside in us. They will repopulate and they will live in us. And then there's transient strains. And those would be from outside plant sources. And we get it from our soil if we're eating organic food. And what happens is um, they will live in our bodies for about maybe three or four days. They do very important jobs and then they go on their way. So the plantarum is, is a transient strain, and that's one that helps with things like E. coli, which we hear a lot more about in, you know, what, whether we're traveling or whether we're eating food that has gone bad. Um, e. coli seems to be one of those things that's a little more um, prevalent now. So they do a job, but they only stay in our body for a few days. So these are things that you want to be taking on a regular basis. You mentioned um, L. plantarum and what it's, it's noted for for E. coli. So do we need then to understand what particular strains we should be taking? Or is it, can we take like a multivitamin and just take one type of probiotic forever? Well, some, it depends. I, I think a lot of probiotics out there now are multi-strains. And so uh, Renew Life has one that's uh, 10 different strains. It's one that, that I take every day. It's called Ultimate Flora Critical Care. And so it's got 10 different strains. There's eight resident and two transient strains. So I've pretty much covered my basis. And so I've got ones, the most prevalent in the body is uh, Bifidobacterium bifidum. And so that's a pretty common one. Lactobacillus acidophilus, I'm sure we've heard about that one. That's predominant in the upper intestinal tract. Uh, That's in there as well. So there's a lot of different strains that do different things. It's very hard to wrap your tongue around. They're Mm -hmm. difficult names. Um, But uh, they all have specific things. So if someone is having issues specifically with their colon, there's strains that are really good 
uh, to help with constipation or if they've got um, IBS or something where they need help with inflammation in the intestinal tract, it, there's a strain that helps with that. Then we've got one that's for vaginal support. So there's strains that are specific to the urogenital tract in case someone's prone to uh, urinary tract infections or yeast infections. So there's different bacteria in different parts of the body. And so you want to have the strains that are going to help you in different parts of the body. But by having a multi-strain formula, you're able to hit more of these markers. Okay. So then just before we go to break, maybe can I clarify or maybe make this as, just as we were talking, I'm wondering then when you go into a, maybe a, if you've got a disease state or an issue like a, a UTI, maybe then you've got to dig a little deeper and hit harder with a particular strain during that period of time. Yeah. So okay. if you're, let's say you're taking a, you know, multi-strain probiotic for everyday health and you end up somehow with a, a yeast infection or something, you might switch over to a vaginal support formula until it's it's gone. Usually, I think there's like a 14-day supply or a 30-day supply, and that's usually enough to to you know get your your bacteria back in balance. And then you go back on to like the everyday type of one. Okay, great. We're going to take a quick break here, and when we come back, we're going to continue discussing probiotics and how we get them into our system with our expert guest, Caroline Farquhar. We'll be right back. Twenty years of age, I'm still looking for a dream. Awards already waiting for my destiny. But you've already won the battle, and you've got great plans for me. Though I can't always see, 'cause I got a couple dents in my fender. In my jeans, try to fit the pieces together. But perfection is my enemy, and on my own, I'm so clumsy. But on your shoulders, I can see I'm free to be me. When I was just a girl, I thought I had it figured out. My life would turn out right And I'd make it here somehow But things don't always come that easy And sometimes I would down Oh, cause I got a couple dents in my fender Got a couple rips in my jeans Try to fit the pieces together But perfection is my enemy Sometimes I believe that I can do anything Yet other times I think I've got nothing good to bring But you look at my heart and you tell me that I've got all you see Girl, and it's easy to believe Even though I got a couple dents in my fender Rips in my jeans Try to fit the pieces together But perfection is my enemy And on my own I'm so clumsy But on your shoulders I can't see I got a couple dents in my fender Got a couple rips in my jeans Try to fit the pieces together But perfection is my enemy You are listening to The Health Hub.
here on Radio Maria Canada, a Catholic voice wherever you are. To contact us and be a part of the show, please call 416-245-1534. We now continue with the program. Here once again is your host, Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Caroline Farquhar discussing probiotics. Welcome, Carolyn, back to the show. Again, we're live. You can call us at 416-245-1534. Tweet at us at Radio Maria Can or at Kathy underscore Biasse. Caroline, I think prompted by a bit of our conversation, we've had a couple of questions. Um, and I, Are you okay with answering a couple of questions that have come in? Absolutely. I guess in discussing um, C-sections and so forth, somebody has asked, is it safe to give children probiotics? Yeah, there's a uh, product called Flora Baby, and it was actually used in a study in Montreal on uh, preemie babies who had enterocolitis, and it showed really good results. So uh, that's a product that you can get. It's even at places like Loblaws or your local health food store, um, and it's called Flora Baby, and it can be taken from birth. It's a powdered formula. So it's easy to mix into um, like water or soft food as long as it's not hot. Well, you wouldn't really give a hot something hot to a baby anyway, but um, as long as it's not too, too warm because heat and moisture can sometimes kill off probiotics. So this is something that you can give to your infant right away, right from birth. You so, can also make it into a paste and put it on the nipple too. Okay. Now, is this just for um, an acute health issue or is it something that you would recommend to people to start to start on the program giving their children probiotics from day one? I'd say from day one, especially in this day and age, you know, a lot of our foods are nutrient deficient. We really need to give our bodies a little more extra, you know, help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if these guys are in there, you know, supporting our immune systems and if, you know, there's things that we probably don't even know that probiotics do at this point, that it's, it's probably a really, really good idea. I, I've been taking probiotics for years. And I, if you were to put me in a health food store and say, you can only choose one supplement, it would always be a probiotic. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. Are doctors on board with this for, for, you know, a lot of moms, new moms are, are young. Um, are doctors on board with this or is this something that they, they kind of have they're to? Starting, they're mm-hmm. starting to get on board. In fact, Flora Baby is used in some hospitals now. It's just starting to get in there. Um, so doctors are aware of how important the microbiome is and uh, how important it is to have probiotics. And just like your daughter in the Dominican, they knew to give probiotics when they gave antibiotics. And pharmacists are becoming a lot more aware of that too, that if you come in with a uh, prescription for antibiotics, they're probably going to suggest a probiotic as well. Awesome. The first time that I heard any sort of correlation between antibiotic and a probiotic is when a pharmacist said, have some yogurt with with your with your uh, with your antibiotic, and we'll get into some food aspects. I just want to make clear: Flora Baby is a Renew Life product. Yes, it is. Okay, yeah. all right, perfect. And the other question that someone tweeted in and asked was: When they buy a probiotic, they see CFU on the packaging, and they are unclear as to what that means. That means colony forming unit. So that is the actual bacteria itself. Okay. So uh, if it says, you know, 10 billion CFU, there's 10 billion live microorganisms in that dose. And what's the recommended for um, just a daily general health? Is there a recommended CFU number? <sighs> That's a tough one, you know, because everybody's got different lifestyles, different diets, different stress levels. So I would say I've been taking 50 billion for years. But when I'm under a lot of stress or when there's the cold and flu season is around, I take 100 billion a day. And a lot of people are like, whoa, 100 billion, that's a lot. But when you think there's like 100 trillion in your body, that's kind of a drop in the bucket. But I just know that it's there. I'm putting these bacteria in there to keep my immune system strong while I'm encountering. I'm on the plane a lot. Mm. So I really need to keep my immune system strong when I'm on the road. So... Do okay. You're talking about going on the plane. I thought that most pro, pro, try that again. Probiotics. Do they need to be refrigerated? So are you are you packing them in in something cool that you're allowed to take on the plane? 
There are different formulas. So there are some strains that are more uh, resistant to, to heat. They don't necessarily need to be refrigerated. So there's, there's shelf-stable probiotics that you can get. Um, sometimes the way they're formulated, they're freeze-dried within a caplet. Um, and so those ones don't need to be refrigerated, but they're pretty stable. They're more stable, I think, than people realize. So on the plane, I put them in the bags that I'm checking because it's going to be cooler underneath anyway. And then I'll pop them in the fridge when I'm at my destination. But the die-off rate isn't massive over like, you know, let's say a, a week span or something like that. I'm not too worried if I can't get them in uh, in a fridge because as long as they're uh, not heated, there's no moisture, there's no heat uh, and there's not too much moisture, um, I'll keep them in the bottle with the cotton batten in the box and take that. So the more layers away from the atmosphere, the better. And then um, there's usually more than enough put in on manufacture because to meet a label claim, usually a label, if you look at the label, they're good for two years. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you meet that label claim? There's more than enough bacteria put in on the front end to account for that. Okay. Now, if I'm going in for the first time and I want to get on a probiotic regime, what am I looking for? Are there, are there you know, is there a number that I enter into, would 50 billion be too upsetting to a system that's never been on a probiotic? What, if you're, if you're guiding a person into, into a health food store, what would you tell them to do looking for the first time for, for a, a product? Well, the first time you start reintroducing new bacteria into your body, you may get a, a couple of days of, of stomach, you know, maybe you're going to the bathroom a little bit more, maybe get a little bit gas and bloating. And that's because the bacteria in your gut, there's only so much real estate down there. And so, um, you know, they're just trying to figure it all out. So that could be short term for a couple of days. But if you're taking, let's say, 50 billion, and that's what most people take, that's a pretty, a pretty standard dose for a lot of, most people are okay on that. But if it's too much, the way that you're going to tell is you'll get loose stool. It's your body's way of getting rid of excess bacteria. It's too much and the body just washes it out. So if that's going on for longer than a few days, then it's too strong and you should probably go to a lower dose. And then build up to that number? Yeah, you could build up. Most people can build up and some people, they can't. And that's okay. You just take a lower dose. Maybe you take a lower dose a couple of times a day. Um, but again, you look back to uh, your diet. Are you eating fermented foods? There's a lot of different fermented foods like unsweetened yogurt, buttermilk, kefir, miso, tempeh, sauerkraut. These are all fermented foods and they help um, repopulate your good bacteria. And then also there's prebiotics, which are um, undigested carbohydrates, which feed the probiotics. So if you're getting that sort of stuff from your diet, you might not need to supplement with a probiotic. But I really don't know a lot of people that eat like that anymore. (laughs) And it's hard to know from one person to the next how much fermented foods will get that proper number of, of, of probiotics into your system. And again, I know that my favorite fermented food by far is kefir. And I have that every night. But I think it's important too, and it's probably something that I that I don't probably focus on as much as I should in my own diet is having varied fermented foods, and I'm sure that makes a difference in populating the the gut as well. Yeah, because you know we have a thousand different strains in our body, so if you kind of shake up you know the different fermented foods that you're eating, you're going to be able to get more strains, and of course, eating those prebiotics. Like and even fruit, you know, berries and stuff, they're really good prebiotic foods. If you eat those types of things as well, you're going to keep your gut bacteria happy. So prebiotic foods, I tend to explain as, in a general term, as fiber. Is that what you would hone in on as well? Yep, yep, exactly. Fiber is not digested by the body. So fiber is like a janitor. It does a lot of things in your body. It's super important. And one of the things is that it feeds the uh, the good bacteria. So, yeah, it's absolutely crucial. We should be getting anywhere between 30 and 40 grams of fiber a mm-hmm. day. And the average Canadian is getting maybe 12 grams. We're not even halfway there. 
So do you recommend a supplement for fiber as well then? There's different fiber supplements. Easier to get fiber from your food, but mm-hmm. there are fiber supplements out there. Even ground flaxseed, chia is an, a fabulous form of fiber because it also has, you know, your omega-3 fatty acids in it. It's It's got so many. It's one, one of those superfoods because it really does so many things for your body. And as far as fiber goes, it's got a big bang for your buck. I, that's when I'm dealing uh, in practice, I get that's those that you hit right on the number that I, I'm trying to recommend between 30 and 40 grams of fiber a day. And what I ask people that I work with is to take a down day and Google each thing that's going in your mouth to tell you how much fiber you're getting. So if you're having a cup of blueberries, it's, it's difficult to get that much fiber in a day. Yeah, exactly. And there's a great website. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's called nutritiondata.com. And it's a website that you could go in and you can analyze recipes and stuff like that. And it will tell you your fats, your carbohydrates, your fibers, your protein, where it sits on the glycemic index. It's a a fabulous site, especially as a nutritionist. Mm -hmm. It really does so much work for you. So you're not spending so much time, you know, researching every single solitary thing. I think fiber is the star, upcoming star when it comes to our nutrition. We, you know, we tend to think of it as, as just a way to move um, toxins and actually just for bowel movements. I think that's what most people think of when they think of fiber. But I'm almost thinking that, you know, this aspect of what fiber is used for really needs to be honed in on and drummed into the public's understanding, because you need the pre and the probiotic. And I know even with foods, Carolyn, maybe you can speak to that. We're now seeing foods like yogurts that have prebiotic and probiotic. And most people don't know what that what that is. Now they do. But most people didn't know what that was. Yeah, exactly. And and you when you're looking at a label, look for four grams and higher per serving of fiber. That's a good source of fiber. You know, when something says, you know, include fiber and it's one gram, like that's a marketing gimmick. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Start looking for four and above per serving at least. Reading the labels is key and just, you know, a little bit off topic when we're talking about yogurt, because I think that's if there's one common go to food that people know of for probiotics, it's yogurt. And mm-hmm. reading the label of yogurt thing is, is quite interesting. Some of them will have 17 grams of sugar. Now, it's not all added sugar. But there's a lot of sugar in some of these yogurts. So when you're reading your labels, look at that too, because you don't want a lot of the added sugar. But uh, you know, trying different fermented foods is, is, is an interesting thing. We're not used to them, I don't think, so much here in, in North America. But again, another staple within, within our diet that can really be beneficial to our health. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Now, Supplements, uh, the probiotic supplements, they can come in the pill form and in the powder form. Now, would you say one is better than the other or it's a situational thing? It's usually situational. There's even liquid ones too. Um, And so whatever, I always tell people, just do it. Whether it's going to be powder, capsule or liquid, just do it. Um, And some people can't swallow capsules. And that's what I would say, okay, well, then try a liquid form. Um, the powdered form, chewable. There's chewables for kids. And they taste amazing. They taste really good. Kids love it. So it's, it's an easy way to incorporate it into your lifestyle. And that's why you're seeing it in so many different forms um, because everybody likes doing it a little differently. And it's just important that you do get it. Okay. Now, when we're traveling, you were speaking about traveling. I personally, you know, there, people can get diarrhea or constipation. And it's just been in the recent last few years that my understanding of the value of traveling with probiotics has has come to the forefront. And I travel with a type of, I don't even know if you would call it a probiotic, a Saccharomyces boulardii. Oh, and, I love that. Yeah. Now, that's to me, that has been a game changer for traveling. Um, b- before I pack anything, before I pack my underwear, before I pack anything, I pack that because I always have issues when I'm traveling. Is that a type of probiotic or is that something that you find in combination with other uh, products that you can take traveling with you? Well, it, yeah, there's different formulas out there. Um, Saccharomyces boulardii is actually not technically uh, a probiotic it's it's not a bacteria it's actually a friendly form of yeast 
And Saccharomyces boulardii was found by a scientist. His last name was Boulardi. He was down in Southeast Asia, and he was noticing that he was in a cholera-inflicted region, and he noticed that the people that didn't get diarrhea were chewing on the rinds of mangosteen and lychee. And so he isolated this friendly form of yeast, and it's the one that helps specifically with diarrhea. And it doesn't matter why you have the diarrhea either. It could be in relation to antibiotics. It can be in relation to illness. If you've got a condition like IBS, uh, it's really good for that. It's also incredible for C. difficile because what it does is it cleaves the C. difficile toxin and also prevents it from adhering to the intestinal tract. So it's really, really important. I tell people that if they're going into a long-term care facility or going into the hospital, take it with you. Certainly do take it every day. It's not a very expensive product too. So I have it, same as you, I have one in my suitcase all the time and I have one in my purse. And the reason for that is I've had food poisoning more than once. I've had cholera. I've had E. coli when I've been on my travels to Africa. So for me, it same with you. It was an absolute game changer. Mm -hmm. It works really quickly. It works like for me within about an hour. Um, And I cleared up so quickly. It was incredible. So that's one of my favorite. I'm glad you mentioned it because (laughs) it's one of my favorite, you know, uh, products. And so you'll find it. So Renew Life has one called Boulardi Max, and it's 10 billion little Saccharomyces Boulardi per capsule. And then there's also formulas on the market where they might add other probiotics to it. So again, it's something that's quick and easy. It doesn't need to be refrigerated, which is great. So it's totally shelf stable. It doesn't get affected by stomach acid. So it doesn't matter when you take it. And it isn't affected by antibiotics. So you can take it at the exact same time as an antibiotic because a lot of people get diarrhea when they start taking antibiotics. Interesting. Now, this isn't something, though, that that you use daily? So this is sort of a, an acute, it's not a preventative? This is the one that as I need as needed. If someone has IBS, let's say, and their condition is diarrhea, so there's IBSD, um, that's something they can take ongoing, and it's going to help them just to kind of keep it under control. And the thing with this, with this um, friendly form of yeast, it doesn't stop your body from getting rid of what it needs to. So it's not going to stop your diarrhea to the point where your body's now going to be holding on to something that it's not supposed to. It just kind of moderates it. It, it just changes the fecal structure. It's, it's a moderator, more or less. Then what, what would be the, the sort of the complement, the, the other side of if you, have, if you have constipation? Is there a particular strain you would recommend for constipation? Um, the strain that's really good for constipation is the Bifidobacteria bifidum. And studies show that uh, when people have a disturbance in those intestinal flora, the, the probiotics, um, that is in connection with peristalsis disorders. They've seen that connection and liver problems as well. So it's usually related to either the restriction of the bifidobacterium bifidum or the disappearance of it altogether. So the, the bifidobacteria bifidum is we have it in our ultimate flora critical care, 25 billion. So half of that formula is the bifidobacteria bifidum. So that one's really good for diarrhea, or sorry, for constipation. So what happens is someone takes too many probiotics, let's say, um, they're, what's going to happen is they'll get loose stools, which is the opposite of constipation. So some people, when they, they're really constipated, they will take higher doses of the uh, probiotics to help get them back on track, and then they can back off on that. So I guess, you know, just in talking with you, the evolution of probiotics is, I mean, I don't know if it's if it's going to come to pass, but we're going to be getting to the point where we're going to be giving out these probiotics almost like we do medication, or at least developing or, or making particular strains for particular health issues. I know we didn't get, and we're not going to get much of a chance to talk about the oral biome, which I was hoping to get into, but maybe, you know, we'll have to have you back on another show for that. But yeah. it just it just seems now that we're honing in on on what the major, major strains, and we didn't even get into the strains and, and, and how to decipher the different types of, of bacteria. But is that where you're seeing things going, that we're going to be strain-specific to certain 
acute I needs? I think so. Like when you talk about oral health, Lactobacillus salivaris is a specific strain that's found in your mouth. In your, uh, it's, so it's in your mouth, your throat, it's in your sinuses. So there's gum for that. You can chew gum and it's actually going to help with your oral health. And it's going to help with, you know, if you're prone to sinus infections, those types of things. That one you would chew after you brush your teeth, before you go to bed. Um, you brush your teeth, chew the gum, spit it out, and then go to sleep. Because you want them to stay in your mouth as long as possible. But uh, it's helped me. Again, that's one of the things that I carry with me when I'm on the road, especially on a plane. And you can get that at a health food store? Yep. That's one I didn't know about at all. So I guess I'll, that'll be added to my regime. Caroline, this yeah. has been an amazing talk. And again, it's there's so much information. And we'll have to have you back. You know, as I, I think it's probably happening daily. You're probably reading stuff all the time about different things they found and so forth. And it's 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 a topic that I, I love to talk about. And it's it's one of those pieces of a protocol that I always include. We are going to have to wrap it up, however, because we're, we're punching against our, our one hour here. Maybe you could give us um, a tip along, along with what we've talked about here for our listeners. Um, I think a lot of people can't remember to take their probiotics, especially if it's something that they've got in the fridge. So when I first started taking probiotics, I would put a sticky note next to my toothbrush because I would take my probiotics at night and brushing my teeth was the last thing I did at night. So put a sticky note next to your toothbrush to remind you to go to the fridge, get your probiotic, and then um, you'll start getting in the habit. You might not need the sticky note anymore, but that's just a great way to get you into that habit. Great tip. Great tip. I, I think it's been a very interesting conversation. I think we've cleared up a lot of things that, that people have have asked me about. So I thank you so much for coming on the show. If you'd like to get a hold of Caroline, you can... Look at her website, which is the Renew Life website, which is uh, www.renewlife.ca. And people can get a hold of you through that website, Caroline, or no? Uh, Ashley, I can give you my email address. It's Caroline, C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E, at Renew Life, R-E-N-E-W-L-I-S-E dot C-A. Perfect. So if you everyone, you know, if you have, if you didn't have a pen and you want to get a hold of Caroline, contact contact us at uh, th at radiomaria.ca and I can send that right out to you. Also on Twitter, you can tweet at her at Renew Life Caroline, C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E. Thank you so much, Caroline, for coming and joining us today. It's been a great topic. Have a great day, everybody, and we'll speak with you next week. Hosted by Kathy Biasi, here on Radio Maria Canada.